0: We'll <laughs> along with no one, because I had to record this one out of nowhere, and there's my phone going off for no apparent reason. So, last night's game against Nashville, ooh, man, talk about probably the most frustrating, ugly loss the Blues have had in, oh, man, probably a handful of years, five years. You have to think since the playoffs against the Kings and the Blackhawks when we had the 2 nothing lead and they blew it. And they lost four straight in those games. That's probably my, I was a not anger level, but frustration level right now. Um, this team is obviously super flawed. Um, it's not working out the way Armstrong envisioned. So it's up to him to fix this and fix his mistakes. He did it with getting Laterra contract out of here, but who knows what he can do? Um, guys like Saboka, um, Berglund. I mean, Bo Meister had a goal the other night, but he's regressed compared to what he was. Um, guys like Yaskin and you thought they were going to be decent players but have not panned out the way you thought so I think it's time to turn everything over and get uh, something for these players because they're apparently not working out the way that he envisioned so I'm going to quickly go over the game uh, just because we're getting close to 100th podcast and this will be number 99 so it's been quite a journey and then I'll we'll have a lot of stuff planned on uh, this coming Friday, the sixteenth, uh, at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill uh, on Lindbergh three one three three North Limburg in uh, Maryland Heights. So please come out and join us for our hundredth podcast recording, and uh, now an extremely important game against the Dallas Stars, who are two uh, excuse me only two points behind the Blues, but they have two games in hand. So the Blues are almost in a must win situation here after what happened in Nashville. So this game. Start off pretty good, you got to think. Uh, the Blues kind of holding their own, playing pretty decent in the first period. Off a rush, Jay Bomeister looks like Jay Bomeister of three or four years ago gets a second year uh, blast a short side shot uh, past Renee. Gets that from Berglund and Chin at the fifteen eighteen mark of the first. So everything's looking great. Um, second period rolls around and it's extremely frustrating because this is probably the best period I think the Blues played all year. They went, they kept the Nashville Predators without a shot on goal for 16 minutes and 42 seconds. The only reason they got a shot that time, because the Blues took a penalty and they were on a power play. So they got three shots right into the the period, but that's it. But the Blues were able to capitalize off a rush. Alexander Steen, who's now up to 15 points in his last 20 games playing really well, uh, finally you know, getting it going after struggling the beginning of the year. His 13th of the year from Stastny and Tarasenko at the 310 mark. And then on the power play, Jaden Schwartz bangs in after a shot. For, basically, Tarasenko took, hits Steen in front, scramble in front, and Schwartz is able to bang it home. His 18th from Steen and Tarasenko at the 9-minute mark. Blues looking great. Third period rolls around, and the same thing as always we've heard probably 20 times in the last two years. We took our foot off the gas. And that's a phrase that my co-host, which he'll probably go over when we record our 100th podcast, he pretty much exploded it on uh, Messenger to me just to how pissed off he was. Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that got pissed off after this game, and rightfully so. Cal Yarnkro gets his 14th from Ekholm and Subban at the 9.06 mark, so 3-1. to one. Blue's still in control right now, but slowly disappears and I don't understand the rationale of this next four or five minutes of gameplay um, on the point it's Steen and Dunn when you have a two goal lead and you're on the power play at this point you need to have two defensive back there just play it safe keep the you know two guys who you know I don't care if it's Dunn and Pareco or Dunn and Petrangelo or Gunnarsson and Pareko whoever just have two back there and then you're fine, I'd, or Bo Meester, whoever you want back there, but they went with Dunn and turnover happens. Austin Watson gets a feed from Ryan Ellis, and he scores his sixth of the year from Ellis and Sissons, a shorthanded goal at the 14:33 mark, and then off a rush, and this is a play that I know a lot of fans were questioning Mike Yo, and I think rightfully so. Uh, really bad coaching here. Um, you can challenge this play, which I learned I was wrong in this. You could challenge the play right here and just lose your timeout, which I think should have happened because there's four minutes left in the game. You might as well do it, and there's nothing to lose. You would not have been, you would have lost your timeout, but you would not have taken the penalty, which is I thought you would have lost it. But it's only on offsides challenges where you can get a two minute penalty. So Austin Watson scores off a rush, and he gets, as Carter Hutton said, he got smoked by Austin Watson here. His seventh of the year from Smith and Yosi, 15-49. National Predators fans are rocking the building. Momentum has definitely shifted towards the Predators. Everything looks really bad. Somehow, lose we'll hold on to get at least a tie. They go to overtime, and it's going okay. And then Petrangelo or excuse me, Schwartz, has Philip Forsberg. And to me, I don't think it was really even a penalty. I mean, you could have called maybe a slash on his hands or whatever, which I thought what he's going to call. But he got called a penalty shot. And he only had one step on him, and I don't really think he enough to warrant a penalty shot. And I don't think Hutton is – I think I saw this tweeted by, I want to say Rutherford, Karak, whoever it was, one of the beat writers. Hutton has never saved a penalty shot. Not shootouts. I'm not talking shootouts on a penalty shot. He's never saved one, and that continues here. Phil Forsberg gets his 17th on a penalty shot at the 119 mark of overtime, and the Blues blow it. Basically cough up, a, basically a two-point swing. Um, you would have been up two on Nashville, but it only had one one point swing, I guess. But the Nashville gets one up on you when you've been two up on them. So two-point swing there, which you couldn't afford. You could have been within two points of Nashville. Yes, they have three to four games on you. But you're that much closer to being next to them. More importantly, you're ahead of guys like Dallas, Colorado, Minnesota, guys who are on your tail. That's my concern. I'm not concerned about getting the title because you're not going to get that. Winnipeg's playing very well. Nashville's playing really well. Uh, so I didn't really think they'd get the division title. I, will, you know, maybe second place if things fell in the place. But I really thought the Blues would have settled to that third spot for sure. Maybe the wild card if thing if because dallas is playing extremely well so you, you never know but anyway so blues lose this game um i think the biggest thing that came out of the post game was me was people asked yo about why did he not use a coach's challenge and he said he didn't think he warranted it he says i guess we're starting to overthink things how many times have we heard that in the last two to three years, oh, we got overloaded information. But oh, she said the one time is too much information, or you know, too much, you know, too much planning, or whatever, too much, whatever they were saying with Hitchcock, too much planning. And they're not just letting us play a game, and I'm getting tired of it. It's you know, it's the same old same old, and like, it, we're at the point like, but who do you turn over on this roster? Like, you're, you're these guys are valuable. You can get something from them around the league, but can you do it now? I don't think so. The Blues definitely do not need to go after somebody on the trade deadline. Um, if you want to get Pat Maroon, if he's as long as he's cheap, cool. Bring the bring the kid home. Fine with me. Whatever. Maybe he'll sign in the offseason and then, but you need to get rid of guys like Saboka and Burgle and then get rid of that those guys out of there. I'm ready for Robert Thomas to come in and slide in on that third line. I'm okay with re signing Stasny. Unlike other people, if you can get him for a decent price. Um Rutherford did tweet out saying that he did speak with Stastny's agent as he has talked with Doug Armstrong about an extension, and there has been no talk so far. It looks like it's going to wait till after the season. Who knows what gets done, but the Blues may not be going that way with Paul Stastny, and to me, you don't have an in-house replacement. I don't think Patrick Bergler is a second-line center. I don't definitely don't think Vladimir Sabo is. You can't throw that on a guy like Robert Thomas as highly as you think of him. I think you need to ease him in at the third-line role, let him have a checking role, maybe be able to play some power play, maybe some shorthanded time. Let him get used to the league. I think he's not going to be a guy that comes in here like McDavid or Matthews that's going to tear up the league. I think he's going to be a very good player, but nothing like that. Um, you got to give him time. He's going to be only 20 years old coming in next year if he does. Um, so I don't know. It's a very interesting time to be able to hand. his uh, hand. It's very uh, – hard last night, especially for, I would say for me, it sounds weird that I took it that personal. I'm on very little sleep due to uh, my house having the flu all over the place, which sucks. Um, So I was up very late for like three nights in a row, and this uh, game didn't help at all. So um, a lot of fans are getting to their breaking point with Doug Armstrong, the goaltending, the inconsistent play, the excuses. And it's time for put-up-or-shut-up time. Um, we saw it with every iteration since this team has come back from the lockout, um, from when they're bringing the kids up. Like kids, I mean Oshie, Berglund, Perron. Let the kids, let them come along, and then they chase David Payne out because he, they weren't playing you know, for him. So Payne's gone. So they bring out a taskmaster like Hitchcock. Start playing really well. This is where the ascent started. And then eventually Hitches message got tired you know and then they turn the roster over a little more and bring in mike yo you know as the coach in waiting which was still maybe not, not a really good idea but bring him in play really well for him is his message already wearing thin with this team is it the players it, i'm ready to go it's on the players like eventually coaches do wear thin it's just how it is around this league very few coaches last a long time not every team has a Joel Quinville type guy or, you know, whatever, or even Barry Trotz when he was with Nashville for a long time. You don't have a coach that lasts five, ten years on the bench. Like, very rarely do you see a coach get to the five-year mark. So it's going to be very interesting to see what um, happens in the next few weeks. Uh, two weeks, about two, less than two weeks now. Is, uh, I'm recording on Valentine's Day, the 14th year, for episode 99. you got 12 days to figure out things, Doug Armstrong, are you going to do something or not? I, I think you you can see one of two things right now. You're going to see them do very little, maybe a Pat Maroon type trade, maybe nothing at all, even, or you're going to see something along the lines of the Eric Johnson trade, where it's going to be a foundation shifting trade that we're not expecting. Um, I, it's, I'm kind of, it's very two extremes there, but I think it's, that's what's going to happen. Um, could that, a trade possibly happening in the off season. 100%. I think that might be the way to go. I've been the proponent lately of cycling out some of these forwards. If you really believe in these uh, kids that are coming up, if you really believe in Cairo and Thomas and and you really believe in these kids. I'm not saying throw them all in there at once, but you got Fabry coming back next year. Maybe he can be better. Hey, definitely I think he would be better than Berglund and uh, saboka I'm hoping at least I think they can be. And then maybe Thomas or are both make the team next year. Who knows? Or hell, even Kostin could surprise. Like, but I don't see all of them making the team next year. So you're going to have some turnover. you got to have spots for these guys. Um, you got Steen locked in for a long time. Teresinko ain't going nowhere. Schwartz is going nowhere. Uh, Shen is definitely not going nowhere because he's been probably there, outside of Schwartz, the best player on the Blues all season. Um, so interesting time here. The Blues are going to have to figure out something to get going, I still see this team as a playoff team. I don't see this team going deep. That's and unfortunately, that's the problem. We're not at the point where you need to just make the playoffs. Where you're, you know, you've been a team that's not been in the playoffs for years, maybe like the Winnipeg Jets, and you're trying to squeak in just to get a taste of the playoffs. You're a team that's been in the playoffs, been a very good team for had a half a dozen years now. The time to start getting deeper into playoffs is now. Not now. We've regressed. We went to. The conference finals, we only made the second round this year. I I would be very surprised, depending on the matchup, there's no cupcake matchups in the West. Sorry, there isn't. Um, every team's going to be a battle. Like, the Blues could easily be facing somebody like Vegas in the first round. Very possible. Or they could be facing somebody like Nashville one way or another, or Winnipeg. That's what you're looking at right now. I say those three teams are pretty much what you're going to see. And those three teams are pretty good right now. and very fast, very skilled. And the Blues don't match up well with them, unfortunately. Um, goaltending's been okay at times, been really good at times, and it's been really bad at times. So, And that's on both goalies. I'm not even taking sides on that one. Both goalies have had their ups and their downs this season. So who knows what's going to happen. So if you got any uh, thoughts, comments, let me know at uh, Twitter, at BluesHockeyNHL, on Facebook, uh, BluesHockeyPodcast. Also, our website is BluesHockeyPodcast.net. And if you'd like to email us as well, it's blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. Once again, our hundredth podcast is coming up, and this has been as much as this podcast has been super negative, but um has been a lot of fun. I've you know, we'll talk about it more on Friday, but I've really enjoyed this. Um I'll continue to do this. I'll you know, I'll continue to support this team as much as sometimes it pains me to do it. I it's one of those sucker I'm a sucker for punishment, I guess. I really do enjoy this enjoy all the kind of fans that i've met on twitter i've met people at games and i you know it's been a really fun experience so i'd write to meet more of you at our 100th podcast on this friday the 16th of february at the blue note sports bar and grill uh, go to our facebook page to see the event um, that is made so you get all the information there we have a ton of giveaways from our sponsors at glass bangers and play it again. I was going to play it again. Sports. I almost said, I said, play simple sport, play simple toys. Um, we got some terror sinko, funko pops to give away. We have some blues hockey podcast t-shirts. we got some mugs. Um, It's going to be awesome. Just and you know, all you got to do is get a ticket from us and we're going to do a drawing in between each period. It's going to be a fun time. There's going to be drink specials, get to hang on a blues theme bar, which is kind of hard to find around the uh, St. Louis area. So, Come on down, have a fun time. Hopefully, we see you there. Um, like I said, things probably the lowest it's been in the season, but there's no way to go up, but up, right? I guess that's by the way I'm going to try to look at this one. Uh, Blues play Dallas 7:30 on Friday. Uh, I'm calling it must win, plain and simple. You have to win this game, not in overtime, in regulation. So hopefully uh, it works out. We'll see how it goes. See you